It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Broadcasting live. I get so happy. I mean, I want to tell you this. Whenever I come to a Pike broadcast, I get happy. A, because I get to spend it with Mickey Gasway, one of my favorite garden people, and because I get to be within the flowers. I'm not back in the studio where, there's, I mean, Ashley is cute, and Scott's relatively cute, too. But, uh, you know, I don't have any flowers to look at there at the studio. But here, I get to smell them as you come into a Pike nursery. you got all these pretty flowers. you got all these pretty people. you got the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Hey, it's a great thing to do. We appreciate our friends at Pike for sponsoring our remote broadcast during the spring. Our phone number, 404-872-0750. And by the way, in case you're wondering where we are, we're at the Johnson Ferry location on in Marietta, 2900 Johnson Ferry Road. We'll be here at 9 o'clock this morning. You can register for the Chateau Elan at the Chateau Elan Inn and the massages. And you can uh, also get these samples from Milorganite. I haven't mentioned that a minute ago. Samples from Milorganite you can get as well. And we do appreciate our friends at the Chick-fil-A at the Woodlawn Square. Coming to the phones right now, Brad is out in Cumming, Georgia, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Brad. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Walter. Um, we have just sodded our lawn with zoysia, and I'm yep. wondering when, when we should fertilize and put down pre-emergent. How green is it now, Brad? Um, it's uh, just starting to green up. Not yet. Give it uh, 90% green. I really, really, really want it to be greened up when it can use the fertilizer and not waste your time. Okay. And as far as pre-emergence go, my inclination is to say not to put a pre-emergent down now when the sod is still rooting. You planted it pretty recently. Is that my understanding? Yeah, within the last couple of weeks. Let's don't worry about it. No pre-emergent. I know the pre-emergent says you can use it when it's being... Uh, sodded, but some of the pre-emergents are different pre-emergent chemicals, and depending on which one you get, some are good at preventing seeds, roots from elongating, and that's not what you want to happen with sod being newly laid down. So I think you'd be better off just to say no pre-emergent for the time being, and uh, we'll fertilize it when it turns green, and then if any weeds come up during the summertime, call me again. We'll talk about spot spraying for the weeds that come up. But usually zoysia is its own weed control. It's so vigorous that it just chokes everything out, so you've already got your own weed control in place. Okay. Very good. All right. Thank Great you. talking to you, Brad. Mm. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Brad's place. Mike's in Jackson, Georgia. has a question about his lime. Mike, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Hey, Walter. How you doing? My name is hey, Mike, Mike Reeves. I don't know if we can or not. You got any kin I'm sure there? we are. But okay. I'm also positive you are from the good side of the Reeves family, the side that well, did not exist. Anyway. <laughs> the good looking side. How can I help, Mike? A friend of mine gets a, I don't know if you call it a waste or a byproduct out of plant shear at Juliet. She puts it on okay. the steel in place of lime. Yeah. I tried to get back in touch with him yesterday to find out what it's called, what called and I couldn't do it. Would it work in the garden or have you ever heard anything like that? Yeah, they use the um, coal ash from the coal plants, and they put them on the gardens. Mickey, have you ever done that or not? Never. I've never done it myself. My brother, who used to work for Georgia Power, I think used to do it. 
I don't know. I have not done it myself, and so, Mike, unless I know the analysis of what you're putting down, I wouldn't recommend it myself, all right? So I'm officially no. But if you got okay. your buddy out there and he's using it and it seems to be useful for him, and as long as he is convinced there's no heavy metals, for instance, that come from the coal or anything that would be bad for the plants that might grow there, I'm going to let you do the investigation. I'd service. Maybe that's and a good ask idea. them about that. Great you idea. might can even take some of it to them. And then yeah, great idea, Mike. Call the Extension Service in, uh, let's see, Jackson would be in uh, Forsyth County. Is that right? No. Uh, yeah, it's White County. Okay, then call the local extension office and say, I have some uh, coal ash and I need to uh, analyze to see if there's anything in the metals is particularly what I would worry about and see what the liming equivalent is. That's something they can measure at the lab at, U at the University of Georgia and just get somebody smarter than me to answer that question. Okay, well, I appreciate your help on it. Great talking gonna, to you. Thanks for I'm calling. Gonna to, First, I'm going to try to send you a couple of pictures. I got two holly trees in my yard that are about 150 yeah. years old. Wow. wow. The biggest thing you've ever seen in your life is a holly tree. My grandmother died in 98. She was 99 years old. Wow. And she said that they were pretty, you know, big enough to play when she was a kid. I'll send you a picture wow. of them. Did they have bantam hens roosting in them back when you were a kid? Do you remember, Mike? The, do what now? Did they have bantam hens roosting in them? I, no, I don't remember no chickens at my place. Or guineas. <laughs> the generation before me, the pictures are all there of everything. You know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Guinea, you know, everybody had gone to town going to work. Well, guineas but, and bandy hens were what roosted in the holly trees around the farm where I grew up. So uh, they could get up in there, and the possums and the raccoons somehow couldn't climb quite as easily up there, and they would be up in the top and make a big racket whenever they came out in the morning. And if you walked underneath during the night, you don't want to make any noises because their first inclination is to, we're not going to go further into that conversation. I just say, don't walk underneath it at night. Um, Ted calls us from The Rock, Georgia. Hey, Ted, good morning. How you doing this morning? I'm doing fine, Ted. How can we help? Uh, the proper way to plant a young fruit tree. Uh, Which kind? Apple? Big apple peach and got? apple and pear. All right. The first thing to think about with any young fruit tree is that throughout the young, you know, two, three, four, maybe years, you want to you want to prune it so that over the years to come, it has a maximum number of leaves because the leaves are what makes the sugar that makes the fruit that makes Ted happy. So the way that an apple and a pear are pruned is to have whirls, for lack of a better word, whirls of limbs, one whirl at about three or four feet, another whirl at about mm, six or eight feet, another whirl at about ten feet. And as, you go, as the tree gets taller, then you develop these whirls, sort of like wagon wheels that come up from the trunk in all directions. And um, your pruning should try to accomplish that. I know that sometimes limbs don't go in exactly the way you want them to grow, but many times you can see, okay, if I lose this one and I cut this one and I, I you know, shorten this one right here, then I can have these whorls. And by doing that, having sort of a conical shape with a central leader, you get the most apples and the most pears. Okay, it's right. Like if I go purchase one today, it's Pike. Yeah. At, yeah. And yeah. Is, is there Purchase a, two. That would like be a, a good third. idea. Two to get good pollination. Good pollination. Right. And so what, what they said? Do, do you cut it back when you plant it? Do you prune it? 
Mm-mm. I don't do much pruning when I, the day that I plant. I think I'd wait on your pruning until maybe the fall. Uh-huh. Um, we talked earlier about the rose gentleman who is transplanting his rose, and Mickey made a very good point that she generally, when they have leaves on them and they're young and they're still just the root system is not as strong as it could be, maybe leave them alone for at least a little while to let the buds at the end of the branches direct the roots to go ahead and grow, and then you can do the pruning. You don't have to immediately prune them now. Peaches, I might have given you a different different answer because peaches, generally speaking, need to be pruned pretty severely. Maybe about yeah. belt level when they're planted, but that would usually better planted back in January, usually January, February, than maybe here now in March. So let's leave them alone. Do the pruning in the fall unless you see something that can be immediately corrected now without a whole lot of damage. Thank you very much. It is my great pleasure. Thank you for calling. Thank Ed. you. We got uh, one more before we get to break here. Greg is out in Cumming, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Reeves? I'm doing great, Greg. How can we help? Good. Pleasure to talk to you. I saw you one time live at a Duluth uh, Fall Festival trying out a bunch of gadgets. It was a no oh, man. It was a neat <laughs> presentation. <laughs> I, I bring those gadgets to every Fall Festival, and the people just amazed to see some of the things that I bring. I got the the bug assault of uh, Carpenter Bee Killer, and I got the Cobra Head Weeder, and I got the Flaming <laughs> Weeder, and I oh man, I got some good tools when I go to the Duluth Fall. Oh yeah, Festival. it was great. Bet. Really enjoyed it. Um, the question I, I have is, I have a uh, Bermuda lawn, and I just yeah. scalped it real good, and um, I understand like a good thing to do is wait until it's about half greened up before you fertilize it. I'd say more than that. It's 50 to oh, okay. 70% after you scalp. Go ahead, though. 70%, you said, green before you fertilize 50, it? You, since you scalped it, I'll go 50 right now because it's going to green up anyway real quickly because of the scalping. Right. It warms the ground up a little faster. And then would you use a, like a weed and feed or a straight fertilizer? Hmm, Mickey, what do you think here? Mickey, should I we use a fertil- I use a fertilizer and then and the I, use, feed I, I the do summer. them separate, but it, some people use, use both. But I, I the use the, the thing separate. that I worry about is, is there any of these young weeds that are still not quite under control this spring? By fertilizing and doing a weed and feed, you may or may not be getting great control. I think I would do like Mickey. I think I want to fertilize first. And then wait six weeks, Greg, and then you can use a weed and feed then. That's what or I would do. Or just a straight oh, okay. um, herbicide. Or, or use it, yeah, you could use a, the uh, Bonide, uh, the Weed Beater Ultra works mm-hmm. really well. And so you could use the Weed Beater uh, Ultra or Weed Beater Complete, either one. Uh, use those sometime in the second fertilization, which is going to be, what, mid-June, I think. But the first yeah. first time right now, you just fertilize and don't worry about the weed control. Okay. And then last real quick, um, would you wait until May to uh, aerate? Mm, it's the only time it's going to be soft, and that's mm-hmm. when the roots are most vigorously growing. I think you're right. Yeah, let's wait till mid-April to 1st of May to aerate. Yeah. Great, great. Thank you so much, Mr. Reeves. Take care, sir. Hey, Greg. Great talking to you. Thanks for calling. It's 818 on a Saturday morning. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. 
News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Into the country, I'm gonna eat a and a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be overcast today. A little bit of chance of rain. Uh, Kirk is saying it's an increasing chance of rain today. Certainly increasing chance tomorrow. Highs today in the low 70s. Lows tonight in the mid 50s. Stay tuned. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. And I need to point out to my engineer that the battery is about to run out on my computer right here, Lorenzo. We need to plug it in. Let's go to the phones real, real quickly here. We think we have Dan. Time to get Dan in here. Dan is in Roswell, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, yes, Dan. Sir. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. I just recently bought a house, and the homeowner uh, told me that it had a peach tree, and, quote, if I took care of it, uh, it would bear fruit. I'm not quite All sure right. what that means. It's a fairly large tree. I'm six foot five, and it is way over my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take care of this peach tree. Number one, you will benefit greatly by a regular spray program because everything in the world, diseases and bugs and stink bugs and uh, weevils and things like that, love that peach just as much as you do. So the first thing is to think, what am I going to spray? Pike has a fine series of, of, of home orchard sprays, what they call it, Mickey. Yeah, home orchard spray. Spongicide and yeah. insecticide together. So come by here and pick up some home, home orchard spray. Um, okay. Next year, you'll be uh, using some captan. Captan is used when it's blooming, but I imagine yours is about finished blooming now, isn't it? It is. It is. There's a lot of blooms on it. Yeah, but it, maybe if you get around to today, if you can get some captan or dacanil, either one, they get it, sell it at Pike. And that's a fungicide that keeps a disease called brown rot from getting into the tree. And you wouldn't want to use this home orchard spray now because the bees are there and the pollinators. We don't want to hurt them. And so right. uh, captan today, if the blooms are on the tree, if the blooms are all gone, there's really no use in spraying the, the captan then. But the home orchard spray is what you'll spray, whatever it says on the label, uh, okay. during the spring and summer until you get peaches in the in the midsummer. All right. How about pruning? Is there anything special I need to do as far as pruning? Well, I wish it were shorter. Um, look at it. Go out and just stand around it, Dan, for a minute and look and see if there's not one or two limbs sticking straight out of the middle. And if you took those away, it would shorten it by four or five or six feet maybe. Take those two out. If you see two just single limbs here and there, over there, take it out and it'll be shortened down. You can't pick peaches that are 12 feet in the air. I mean, that's no, just no, hard. No, no. So let's try to get it shortened, but not with, but without removing a lot of the limbs on it. So again, one, maybe two limbs. If you can shorten it down a little bit, I think it'd be a lot better and a lot healthier tree and a lot more easily able to pick the harvest too. Thanks for calling, Dan. we got to get out of here. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. The Pike Pick of the Weekend comes with 835. Mickey Gasway in person delivering that. We'll be back right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 
Broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery. The Pike Nursery on Johnson Ferry Road. Chick-fil-A sandwiches. How are we doing on Chick-fil-A sandwiches? Biscuits. And biscuits, excuse me, not sandwiches, biscuits. We got some. All right. David Danzig, our great coordinator of Chick-fil-A delivery here. And we do appreciate the Chick-fil-A folks at Woodlawn Square this morning for doing such a great job sponsoring our biscuits and our coffee this morning. As well as Chateau Elan. Anybody who comes can register for the Chateau Elan giveaway for the uh, inn at Chateau Elan, as well as the massages, too. And only people who are here are only people who have attended. You don't have to be here to win the Chateau Elan prize as well. And um, let's see, what else did I mean to say just a minute ago? I cannot remember right now, but I will say, Mickey Gasway always comes every Saturday morning to announce the Pike Pick of the Weekend and save somebody 20% on something. What would it be this weekend, Mickey? Flowering trees. Well, why not? Because things have been flowering or are starting to flower right now. It's been beautiful. This and has really been a pretty so spring. So give me a list. What are the flowering trees that we've we might include? We've got all the cherries. We've got the Yoshino cherries, Kwanzaa cherries, probably Autumn Nallis cherries at most of them, right. uh, Okami cherries, and they bloom in uh, sequence. And uh, we've got dogwoods, Coosa dogwoods, Florida right. dogwoods. We've Probably got redbuds, mag- magnolia, the red deciduous buds. magnolias, right. um, redbuds. We've got all kind of stuff. We got the in the the cherries. We've got the weeping cherries and the regular cherries. So wow. we've got some really pretty stuff. And they're gonna be all twenty percent off. That's right. Are Just they, be sure and tell the cashier. Are they all ball and burlap or in containers? No, they're in containers. Okay, so containers are fine. They're easier to plant oh, containers in the spring than the B and Bs are. So if you have the hankering for something pretty in your landscape, flowering trees, 20% off at Pike Nursery. And because they're in containers, let me give you a hint of what I do in containers, container-grown shrubs and trees. I do my best to wash off as much as I can of the of the soil because I want to straighten those roots out. In the container, the roots tend to circle around and around, and that's not a great thing. So I wash the dirt off. I straighten them out. I dig a nice wide hole, put some of the planting soil, mix it in with my native soil, and put it in with the roots straightened out. And oh boy, oh boy, you're going to enjoy that for years and years and years. They will be beautiful. I noticed the Yoshino. Some people are right now wondering different cherries. Mickey reeled off a bunch of flowering cherries, and you're wondering which one bloomed first. And for me, it was the um, uh, the Okami. Okami. Mm-hmm. The Okami was way pepto dark, dark pink. pink yeah, one. exactly. Uh-huh. And then you have a little bit of the autumnalis came in there uh-huh. somewhere, and then the Yoshinos Yoshino. are blooming right now. The sort of a whitish pink color, and then the Kwanzaa. I saw a little bud on my Kwanzaa uh, yesterday. They look like carnations. Yes, I mean, they look like little pink carnations. So They're cherry beautiful. trees in Atlanta do very, very, very well. And so if you have an inclination to have one. 20% off is not bad. Go to the cashier at Pike Nursery and just say, this is Mickey and Walter's 20% off deal for all listeners of the WSB Lawn and Garden Show, and they will give you that deal and a little bit of sure start to mix in to get them off to a great start. That'll do it. That'll do it. What's happening on April the 1st, Mickey Gasaway? Oh, we're having our garden party here at Mike. So hope everybody will come to that. I think it's four to four to eight. Four to eight. Over at Lake Oconee, if you're listening over there, it starts four to seven. I think it's dark in Lake Oconee a little earlier over there. And April the second, Saturday, April the second is going to be the spring gardening class. 
It's at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do better now, Mickey, about giving a week's lead oh, time okay. on things. Because a lot of you times can let me you know what I it talk, is, so I'll know in case I have to do it. You don't get the PR release like I get the PR? Okay, the PR release. We're going to have the spring gardening classes on April the 2nd, and the garden party is going to be on April the 1st, 4 to 8 p.m. at all Pike Nursery location, except for Oconee, where it stops at 7 p.m. so people can get back out on the lake. <sighs> Fun time. Fun times for all. And if you want to know where the Pike location is nearest you, where would one go? At PikeNursery.com. Obviously. Mickey Gasway giving us all the deal about the Pike pick of the weekend. Let's go to the phones. we got lots and lots of questions. In fact, this was going to be about screening, so Mickey be thinking about screening calls or screening uh, plants. Jane is in Sandy Springs. Tell us more about your situation, Jane. Good morning, Walter and Mickey. I've got a seven-foot hey, fence in the edge of my backyard, I want to plant a plant something that will provide a privacy screen above the fence. Um, mm-hmm. Like it to be evergreen, and the environment is partial shade needs to be shade tolerant, perhaps. How how far above the seven foot tall fence, Jane? How far can I get? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, do you want twenty feet above the fence? I mean, give me some. Yeah, I could hand, I could handle something. Uh, 20 feet above the fence, I, I would be happy with something at least uh, 10 feet above the fence. Nikki, what do you think? I think I'd probably look at some clearas. There's some big clearas, the, the the Bigfoot clearas. You could do that. Bigfoot is the, a good idea. It's a great one. And um, the cherry laurels. Cherry There's laurel. some cherry laurels that do good. If you're in deep shade, they're not going to be as thick. Mm-hmm. Um could do, but if you want something to get huge, you could do a hemlock or something in there as well. But they get really big. You better have some room with the hemlock. Yeah, it's going to be a. Big and that's something tree. you need to think about when you're you're planting these really tall things, whether it be a leyland or cryptomeria or something. They're going to create a lot of shade, a lot more shade than you've got. Yeah. So, uh, especially if it's in, in a limited in area. Is, is what Mickey's referring to. So, I think Mickey is is right on the mark with the cleara. Bigfoot is a big cleara and can stand shade. The bright and tight cherry laurel is a tree form and is evergreen, can stand shade as well. Hemlock can stand shade, sure, but it's going to be big, 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 big when it gets when it gets grown. All right, is this uh, is this area too um, not suited for like a little gem magnolia or one of the magnolias? The magnolias, I mean, they'll grow, but they're going to grow really slowly in there, yeah. and they're going to be loose. If it's thin. in the shade, they're not going to be tight like they yeah. would if you had plenty of sun. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much. You've given me a lot to work with this morning. Hey, Jane. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. We've got, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got Brenda coming to us from Loganville and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Brenda. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I just had a question about how and when to plant Leland Pipers. I wanted to um, make like a fence as well, and I know nothing about gardening. So how do I do All right. So how many Leland Cypress do you want to plant, Brenda? Five or 50? Um, it would probably be like maybe five. Like five? You're fading out just a little bit. So clarify, did you say five? Twenty. Like oh, 20. 20. Yeah. How long is the area? How um, long is the strip? Maybe 30 feet, 40 feet. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 20 and 40 feet is not the right <laughs> no. ratio. Um, okay, so tell me. 
so plant Leland cypress, I think 10 feet yeah, is about right, right, 10 feet between each one. So if you have a 40-foot long thing, then five is all you need. Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay. We saved you some money, Brenda, a lot of time, a lot of work and things like that. Let me just give you the real quick 411 on how to plant Leland's or, for that matter, most of anything. The wider you can dig an area for the roots to spread out in, the better and happier that plant is going to be. And Leland's in particular, I think, get a lot of diseases in the summertime because they get dried out, because they have not enough root system to bring enough water and make the needles and the bark and everything supple. And so one of the things you can really do for an advantage for your Leland's is to dig an area. I know you hate to hear me say this, Brenda, but each one needs an area about six to eight feet in diameter loosened, not a hole, just loosen the area six or eight feet in diameter. You're planting them 10 feet apart, so it's almost the whole strip for 40 feet you have to loosen up. It wouldn't hurt my feelings, Brenda, for you to hire somebody with a tractor that can come in there and loosen it up with a tractor, but otherwise it's going to be a lot of hard work to do it right. But if you do it right and plant those Leland cypresses, they will take off. They're going to be oh, 10 feet tall in three or four years, and they may be 30 or 40 feet tall in five or 10 years. They said they'll go three foot a year. They are fast-growing things, given the they right gotta environment. they got to have water. And water in the summertime. That's most important. And when do you plant them? Like now. now. You can plant them now, but the key is water in the summertime. They will dry up in a heartbeat if you're not watering them once a week nice and heavily, about... Oh, five gallons, let's say. Five gallons every week during the uh, summertime would be about right. Okay. Thank you so much. You can do it, Brenda. I know you can. Never <laughs> having gardened before, you can do it. Okay, thanks. Do it, do it right from the very beginning, though. The wide area, that was the one we need to really emphasize. Wide area to let a plant in. Let's see if we can get Joseph in here. Joseph's out in Forest Park and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Joseph. Good morning. Good morning. What's I have got? a problem with uh, an invasive weed. Uh, it's uh, beginning to come out now. This time of year, it has a little blue flower. It has tubers under the ground. I just need to run everywhere. Uh, I can know the best way to rid myself of this thing. All right, let's see the tubers. Describe the tuber for me. Uh, it's uh, little, oh, about the size of a little finger, and they'll uh, yeah. white. Uh, white. And... Uh, a, a, I say they stay on the ground about two inches, and the flower and the plant just uh, runs everywhere. I am sad to say, Joseph. Artichoke. I don't know whether that's correct or not. Uh, rattlesnake weed is another name for it because the tuber has the little indentations along it that make it look well, that's like a correct. rattlesnake's rattle. I guess is the best way to describe it. What did you say? And I'm what? sad. I'm uh, rattlesnake weed. Okay. <laughs> And the thing is, I have not heard of it growing as far north as Forest Park, and that's what really bothers me that it's that far north because mostly it's people in Macon and uh, Bibb County and for maybe a little bit in Fayette County there, but when you get northern, 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 this is a terribly hard-to-control weed, Joseph. This is not just pull it up and be done with it because you've already heard, you've already seen what it does. It just goes That's throughout correct. the landscape. And if I you put, dig the bed where they grow, it spreads by little bitty pieces of those tubers. It's hard to control. I put underlayment <sighs> down and it'll run under it. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Mm, what am I going to tell you to do? Joseph? How about, how about just a spray, get them, uh, making a spray bottle of Roundup and working it over? I think that's the best you can do, but it's going to take two years to okay. get control of it. 
It's going to well, be a long time. I've been fighting for about two years. It just continues to spread. You're going to have another two easily in front of you. And the, the reason for it is because those little tubers just cannot be controlled with one spray. It takes, right. oh, I would say three sprays during the year. You'll see the tuber. You spray the leaves at first. They'll die. And then about, no, 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 a month and a half or two months later, you'll have little sprouts come up again. You cannot let those get ahead of you. You spray those. They die. That kills a little bit more of the tuber. And then by September or maybe October, you see the last little bits of leaves come up. Spray those again. And by that time, you've got about half the tuber dead. And so then it's the next year of not letting anything get ahead of you before you really feel like you've got it under control. Okay, that's that's well. I'll I'll, I'll attack it in that manner. Rattlesnake weed, Forest Park. Mm-hmm. Oh man, oh man, oh man. We do not need it in Forest Park, Georgia. Hmm. Nikki Gasway. Blue blue flowers of it. Though. Well, uh, he may be talking about corn speedwell that has blue because flowers being blooming right that now. Has yellow flowers. Well, all right. We're gonna stay with rattlesnake weed. That's what I think it <laughs> I is. Like it. All right. It's eight forty-eight. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Hello, Morning News on News 95.5 at this AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic this red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest no. news team is here for you first thing Monday morning this when you head back to work. News 95.5 at right. AM 750 WSB. Now back happy, to Walter happy, Reeves, joy, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be happy, happy, happy all day long, except when it's raining, then it's not going to be happy, happy. It's overcast today, highs in the mid-70s, more chance of rain tomorrow on Sunday, your full weekend forecast. Comes within 10 minutes of the News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Bonnie, real quickly, let's get in here and get your monkey grass out of here. Hey, Bonnie, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have mondo grass and uh, liriope that's invading my zoysia. How can I get yeah. rid of it? Right. It's tough to do it selectively. In other words, if you've got it in the grass, you and uh, trowel or about it uh, or you might get a little sponge with some roundup on it and sponge it a little bit with the uh with the sponge to keep it out of the grass but that's about the only way to do it is either digging selectively or daubing it a little bit of sponge with some weed killer on it okay well i've got oh. probably oh i'd say maybe 30 40 square feet of it overall you know, 14-year-old kids can really handle a sponge like you wouldn't believe and pay them 5 or $6, Bonnie, and let them do it for you. That's what I would do. Okie dokie, just straight on Roundup on a sponge. Yeah, yeah, just sponge, you know, get the little spray bottle of Roundup and spray it onto a sponge and just dab it on there. That's all I would do. Okie dokie. All right, thanks all right. so much. Hey, it's great talking to you, Bonnie. Bye-bye. Some things you just can't do selectively <laughs> chemically. You just have to do it. Manually, the old-fashioned way of gardening, which is why Walter grew up doing manual gardening in the garden, which I swore if I ever got away from that garden, I would never, ever garden in my life again. I hear you. Oh, God is a real, real uh, jokester sometimes, I think. Uh, No, we'll talk about that. It's been a great Saturday morning. I had such a fun time at the Johnson Ferry Road Pike Nursery. Lorenzo Kemp is an engineer on site, and he's the one who keeps us on the air here. Scott Maxson back in the station. 
Scott Maxwell, of course, chooses our music and is one of the weirdest people I have ever known. But I do appreciate his <laughs> so work fun. there. Mickey Gasway has kept us happy here at this location because she is one of the happiest people I've ever known. David Danzig made things happen and got us coordinated. Pat Tedeschi made sure we had all our gifts taken care of. Desiree Harvin, where's Desiree back there, is our coordinator here at Pike Nursery, and she's a wonderful person, too. We just had so much fun. Did I mention Ashley Fresca? I did not. Who did the weed of the week as well as uh, screening our calls for us this Saturday morning. If you didn't get your question answered, go to WalterReeves.com. We will see you right here next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden.